0: First, a word from our sponsor. You're yawning. It's clear for everyone to see. And he's yawning too. And she's yawning. They're all yawning. Everyone besides your manager, who has been giving everyone the lecture for the last two hours. You know good and well that once you get home, it's going to be bed, bed, bedtime. But only one problem. This little thing called insomnia. Boy, oh buddy boy, how it has been your true and faithful friend this last week. Exhausted during the day? Wide awake at night? You need something to help you out. You and your co-workers just need that extra kick. Introducing Barbiturate Bubbles. The natural way to get a good night's sleep. Unwrap, chew, spit, and nod off into dreamland. It's that easy. Barbiturate Bubbles. Fast chews, fast snooze. And now, The Journal of Simon Pride September 12th, 2015 Meanwhile, as the leaves are turning their bulging veins upwards for the transfusion, here I sit, alone in a cornfield, watching Mr. Sunshine himself tumble into the ground, haphazardly. I am embarrassed for Mr. Sunshine, for he is not falling gracefully. He is no Fred Astaire, this Mr. Sunshine. He is an awkward, ungentlemanly creature, falling about. I do not always like Mr. Sunshine. I am ready for him to leave and I am ready for him to leave swiftly, none of this larking about. I need Mr. Sunshine for my writing, my dainty little scribbles. But I also need Dr. Moonshine for my nighttime activities. And while I will miss my writing dearly, and I do not want to leave off at this brilliant part of the story. I know that all good things must come to an end. And every day there is a season. My ears perk up and my member fills with blood. The night time is fast approaching. And I must be ready. Mr. Sunshine is a clumsy, tottering old bastard. He must have forgotten his cane this morning on his way out the door. And surely he is blind as a bat to boot. Mr. Sunshine has apparently woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Simon Pride closes his leather bound tome shut. Snap! And he places the fountain pen in his pants pocket on the right side. Simon Pride crosses his legs most femininely and gazes straight and narrowly upwards. His eye line falters down to the corn stalks, and he can practically hear the growing and the stretching taking its natural course as he waits for Mr. Sunshine to die his daily death. Most irritated is he. Most irritated is I. Most irritated are we, and we are all together. Goodbye, day life. Hello, night life. Goodbye, writing. Hello, nocturnal animal. I have come out to play with filthy little things in mind. Simon, help yourself to anything in the fridge. Don't forget to take good care of tuberculosis. Feeding him, taking him on his daily walk, etc. See you soon. Love, Pen. I pour the kibble into Tuber's bowl and watch him surreptitiously as he dives right in and devours it all. In a matter of seconds, it would seem. Someone is a hungry boy now, aren't they? Aren't they, tuberculosis? Yes, they're there now. Pat, pat, pat. Someone is a hungry boy. Someone scarfed that right up. He lopes around like a gazelle outside in the wild grass, and crudely lifts his long and firm left leg against the tree trunk and whizzes. And whizzes powerfully. I am proud of our dog, for Tuberculosis's whizzing is like he had never whizzed before. It is a powerful force that will stop for no man and no beast. I pat the family dog affectionately as he re-enters the house and settles down in his bed. Dog hair shedding everywhere, tongue hanging out long as an arm, a gorgeous doggy-dog smile. Finger on the light switch, suede jacket, draped over shoulder, Casanova style, swag. Good evening, my tuberculosis. Good evening, my long-running, piss-taking friend. May you be blessed with all of the greatest and most exquisite doggy dreams. It is time for me to find out where the action is. Spend some money. Make some memories. Look for adventure. I take the family car and listen to soft jazz on the way into the city. A little Bill Evans should set the mood just right. My hair is slicked, combed over, with grease, with water, oil, God knows and who cares anyway. I don't often sink in the quicksand of these low-life, horny-toed, lonely-for-some-kind-of-company nights. But every once in a blue moon, when the friends are busy, when the family is traveling, and when all the books in the house are read, all of them, I indulge. Mightily and knowing full well I am playing the part of the dirt bag for the night. I am not necessarily proud of it, but there you go. It is just one of those things. It's animalistic. Tuberculosis urinates long and hard on the tree because it is the time for it. I go out to the city looking for mischief on this night because all of the stars have aligned. They have dictated that this is the natural time for this kind of thing. Just as the natural progression dictates that I will inevitably feel deep guilt the following morning. And tried to desperately stave off all thoughts and things sexual for the next week or so. It's just one of those things. A season of life. Who am I to stand in the way of it? Street corner. Roadside parking. Do a little parallel, spin the wheels, and watch the rubber burn. Smell it deep in the pits of your nostrils. That burning rubber as you force the wheels, fitting your large car into that compact space. I knock on the blue steel door three times and a set of speakeasy eyes rise out of the darkness. Been a while. Is Victoria in? See for yourself, why don't you? The door swings open and I walk through the grimy hallway, the music thumping in my ears. A set of long stairs all the way down. Victoria Lust there on the duvet, breasts exposed, new piercings, that crooked slapstick grin. Simon, Simon Boy. I don't have long. I got it over with as quickly and as painlessly as possible. She wasn't enjoying it, and neither was I. It was just one of those things. It was animalistic. I joined her on the duvet cover, and Victoria said plainly and vapidly, that she would need to leave in ten minutes. Throwing a shirt on and buttoning it up, all the way to the top button, frills near the collar. I said that ten minutes was all the time in the world and I spilled my feelings and my thoughts like I was a bullied schoolboy running to his mother on the porch. She was just as surprised as I was that the therapy session hadn't ended in sobs. I have to go now, Simon. I nodded politely and followed her out. She hugged me, but it might as well have been a professional handshake. It was still relatively early for a nocturnal animal, and the party was beckoning to me from the upstairs floor. But who was I kidding? I wasn't about to go partying now that I had discharged. I tipped the grunt at the door, and I ambled my way back to the car feeling sorry for myself. Feeling like a used napkin. Wondering how Victoria was feeling. Wondering what Victoria was doing now, gravely pondering how many other poor souls used each other like this, in this fashion. More souls than the stars flung up there in the night sky. This thing. Casual sex. Libido. Like paying a garbage man to take out the rubbish. A- plus B equals C. Soul-shaping act with the soul ripped out. I listened to the same jazz record by Bill Evans on the drive back, but it didn't have the same effect on me. Tuber's ears perked up when I returned home. Surprised to see me, boy, I asked him, cloyingly. Man and dog there in the living room. Man standing, looking down. Dog sprawled on bed, looking up. Time eternal. And then, to bed for old Simon boy. But I had the oddest dream last night. I was wandering the empty streets of a foreign Palestinian town, footsteps echoing all around me for miles, and a woman's padding feet following me, naked Victoria Lust, chasing and calling out, Simon Boy, Simon Boy, Simon! In this dream, I turned back to face her, and before my very eyes, I watched in horror as she morphed into a seven-headed beast with dripping fangs and wooden eyes. And before I could run, before I could take but one step, I collapsed into a pillar of salt, and I was swept away by a fragrant breeze. I awoke from the dream in the early hours with a jolt and I began scouring my closet for the box that contained my Bible. I inherently knew that the answers to my dream were hiding in the bowels of Scripture, were swirling around in the heads of the poets Simon and Garfunkel, were resting in the stomach of my dog, and bleeding from his paws, in the member, in the urine. The immediate physical, and the intangible beyond. Stay tuned for Simon Pride's next journal entry, September 21st, 2015. Coming soon.